what up what up what's going on people welcome to another edition of the exit interview podcast that has been away for a whole week (laughs) never did a week feel uh so long in my life (laughs) you know after uh after the craziness that was the week before that where I was just going nutty on Twitter because like <laughs> Queen Twitter fingers was killing me. I was like and, it, and you know, it, it felt like the more that I was like posting, she would actually uh, post a retweet or do things more. So I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm a fall back. Because uh, real talk, I actually don't even like social media like that. If you were to look at how I posted before <laughs> all of this craziness, like it was super rare that I really posted like that, you know, just because, uh, you know, I've made it very clear. I'm a person who likes to chill in the cut. I don't necessarily like to be the center of attention, you know, and uh, and and uh, and I was just like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to chill back. And I'm just going to step away from this because one is just, you know, <laughs> I don't like the feeling of uh, of allowing people to get my blood boiling. And, you know, and there's so much about dealing with bullshit people, you know, from the people that I dealt with at Latch um, to the DCWP, to Patterson Police Department. I haven't forgot about you. I was actually thinking a whole lot about that case today. And it really pisses me off that uh, it's been this long and I still haven't heard anything about that either. Uh, You know, it just goes to show how little respect. One of these days I'm going to tell these stories. I was thinking about this. Maybe I'll I'll put it up on my Patreon. But it's, it's the stories. It's like three stories that I have of situations where I called the cops because I needed help. And when they got there, they were so bad at their jobs that I had to question them on, hey, what's going on, guys, that they instead started getting mad at me and started treating me like I was the one (laughs) who was a possible criminal and not a and not a (laughs) and not the person who actually made the call. It's kind of crazy, kind of crazy. But that's how ego works. You know, it can't just admit like, ah, you know, maybe you're right. (laughs) It has to fight, which is, you know. The reason why I had to take a step away from Twitter and all social media, I barely looked at my computer, if I'm being honest. You know, the first few days I was just like, I was just like, yo, fuck everything. <laughs> this sucks. You know, I was ma- I was mainly like chilling in bed, watching shitty reality TV. And then and then eventually I watched uh, I watched the menu, which, hey, you know, I'm not a big movie goer. You know, when it comes to like modern day movies, I feel they, you know, they're there. It's a whole lot of mid going on and not a lot of creativity. But the menu watch that movie. Great movie. I'm not going to give too much of it away, uh, but it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. Um, and if you're a foodie, you might you might get a kick out of uh, <laughs> out of uh, out of the whole idea in general. Uh, a lot of social commentary, too. But I digress. Um you know, uh, during, during my little sabbatical, I also got the time to catch up on, uh, not just, not just movies and shitty reality TV, but also, uh, podcasts. Um, (laughs) well, before I actually get into podcasts and, uh, and YouTubers also that I caught up with, um, I also got the chance to work on music, which is the, uh, 
intro and outro music <laughs> to this podcast. I'll talk about it more at the end um, because, you know, the mix isn't perfect. I had to literally do everything myself except for the actual beat. That beat I bought like three years ago, maybe. <laughs> and I wrote to this a while ago. Uh, but, you know, hey. <laughs> Somehow the song felt appropriate So I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna put it out The mix isn't perfect, but yo, your boy did his job You know, is a whole lot of work And it, like I said, I'll talk about that at the end Because I know people really want me to get into the meat of this episode You know? And let's start with this Is I got the chance to catch up on a whole bunch of podcasts And uh, news And uh um, and YouTubers like um, that um, that I love following, and I haven't really been able to like really be on top of some of their stuff, you know, or not on top of it where it's like, oh, they just posted. I'm gonna ro- I'm gonna watch this right away, you know. Um, and so I took the time to like really just like jump on a whole bunch of content, and like one of the more interesting ones that I ran into was a video. Um, by this dude named Scott Schaefer. Um, I started following him when he was doing a whole lot of uh, like news and like pieces on um, on a bunch of like crypto scams and whatnot. And I got really interested in him because I'm like, okay, homie seems like he is having none of this shit. Like he he is really really about his about his business on this. And the one he was talking about today is, and you know. I don't know if people know, but uh, uh, Logan Paul, <laughs> the Internet's, uh, I don't know what you would call him, but somehow he is Teflon Don out here. Like, no matter what happens to this guy, he is always able to bounce back from it. I have no clue how or why, uh, but homie is Teflon Don. Well, kind of, sort of. I think he's Teflon Don to these new kids. <laughs> But he's not so Teflon if he keeps act if he keeps doing stupid shit like this. So I don't know if you've heard about this whole thing that he's had with this. Uh, I'm not going to call it a scam. However, other people have called it a crypto scam because he's had this thing going for a while and the project hasn't actually shown any real, real substantial progress. He stopped talking about it for like, I, I believe, over a year. Um, but it's called CryptoZoo. And, you know, a bunch of YouTubers had made uh, pieces about it talking about like, hey, what's going on with this with this uh, with CryptoZoo and why haven't anybody heard about it? Uh, Hasn't anybody heard about it? So on and so forth. And in his response to that, um, I'm not going to get into the details of the guy's name, but basically Logan Paul tried to debunk um, this guy CoffeeZilla's credibility by pointing out one of the people that he referenced and how he had like a criminal background and so on and so forth. Now, what's really interesting that Scott Schaefer and, you know, I don't know him. I'm only like a dude who, who follows him, but kudos to him. This was like an excellent find. I love finding stuff like this is uh, the dude who Logan Paul said this about had his records expunged. You know, after like 20 years, I believe he had his records expunged and depending on the state that uh, that, you know, you had your your case uh, happen in, if your records are expunged like no one except for 
I believe like the courts are supposed to even be able to access that. And somehow Logan Paul was able to show <laughs> this guy's like record. He had like screenshots of the paperwork. And so an interesting question was brought up like, how did Logan Paul get access to those documents? Who gave that to him? How did he get it? And it's a thing, it's a trend that I notice. You know, and I feel like it's a it's a trend with like this new school, like this new money that's coming up, like these younger people. They're not like that young anymore, but they're like maybe in their their like later 20s. Maybe they're getting into their early 30s. But, yo, they make some real stupid decisions just because they got like some money and power like they're not and they don't have any real OGs like they might have some people, some OGs around them, but they're not actual good OGs. (laughs) (laughs) they're probably like other scumbags you know like (laughs) like you know I'm not gonna go down this road but I will like for for a long time I was lucky enough to to say like my bar was um my father until my bar became myself my bar was my father right and I was, I'm, I'm very lucky to have like a good man for a father, <laughs> you know, there is nobody perfect in this world, but like in terms of being like somebody who tries to stand on his, you know, um, I gotta, I gotta give it to him. And that was my bar and, um, you know, <laughs> ethics and principles and how to treat other people and, um, how to respect other people, uh, regardless of, how they look, their, their gender, their, whatever the case may be. Like, I don't know. I just had a good bar, you know? And then I got older and then the bar became myself, you know? I wasn't really, I I never really looked to anybody else as the bar. Like the bar is me. I have my things in the road that I'm traveling and I'm the bar for that, you know? And every time I reach my bar, I'm going to keep trying to push the bar further up. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, I say all of that to say um, the, these these new school money dudes like they move. They move real reckless out here. <laughs> they move really reckless because that's some true shit is, yo, you can't just put somebody's information out there on blast. If that information like you can't just get access to that stuff, you know, and I feel like a lot of what's going on. You know, because I've been dealing with this. A lot of what's going on out here is people and their connections. Or I don't know if money goes into it or if it's just personal. Like, hey, I know a guy, blah, 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 blah. Because I know that whole like, hey, I know a person who knows a person who knows a person thing happens all the time. And if you've got a bit of clout out here, (laughs) you could take advantage of that all day, you know. And I'm not making accusations, by the way, but these questions need to be asked. Like, how'd you get access to that, man? How? How? You know, it's just like, you know, uh, <laughs> if if anybody's like new to this and they haven't like really, really seen the, the path that I took to get here. Um, a couple of months ago, uh, this actually started on, well, it didn't start on LinkedIn, but I was going with LinkedIn because at the time I was thinking, you know, um, LinkedIn is all about professional 
connections. So I'm having an issue in the professional world that I can't get resolved. I'm going to I'm going to do my thing on LinkedIn, you know, and and it was pretty successful for a while until I was just like, fuck it, I'm not going to do it anymore. And part of the reason why I was just like, I'm not I'm not messing with LinkedIn anymore is because um, RGA, (laughs) the incubator company for for Latch, um, uh, the company that I've had issues with, with discrimination, I was wrongfully terminated. You can't just coerce an employee to make up a lie about another employee. I've said this multiple times. I've never changed my story. I hope someone wants to try and stop me and take me to court so I could really get a court case going because... (laughs) Because I don't trust going the system if I'm the one who has to push it because I've already seen how people are trying to fight against me. But let's bring all of that back, right? And let's talk about Latch and RGA. Because Latch, I thought about this for a long time. Like Latch doesn't have juice like that, not by themselves, where they can avoid all this bullshit. Like Latch alone does not have that type of juice, but RGA has that type of juice, RGA has a lot of juice out here. You know, I was looking at all the investors, all the different companies, all the spaces that they're into. RGA has a lot of juice out here. And maybe not them alone, but the people they're connected to have a lot of juice. And I don't want to start going down that road because there's a few of them that I could also start questioning. And I know I already know what it is to to be making one too many enemies at the same time. I I, I have that problem when I start opening my mouth, <laughs> you know. Um, but yo, know, there was this one day where I was like, you know what, fuck that. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop, you know, banging on the door of latch, and I'm gonna I'm gonna escalate this. Let me let me start talking to RGA. Let me see what they have to say. And when I started doing research on RGA. I found out, I looked at, uh, I just looked at Google News. I was like, what's, what's, what's going on in Google News with RGA? And as I looked, there were all these like puff pieces by, by uh, LBB Online, LBB Online. And I'm like, what the fuck is LBB Online? And why are they writing so much about RGA? And how's it coming up in, uh, in Google search or Google News so much? And I looked up. Uh, LBB online and they pop up on LinkedIn as an advertising company and I was like get the fuck out of here an advertising company (laughs) so basically um, you're shoveling out propaganda (laughs) I mean call it what you will you know maybe let's not call it propaganda I don't know what what word you want to call it because it's not political you know so maybe you can't call it propaganda but it's definitely like your cult you're you're very much like curating your image you're going out of your way to curate your image and now that we're here it actually makes me wonder why did they feel the need to start doing that what is what is RGA's reputation really if they're not like if they're not curating everything that's out there about them what is RGA's reputation you know i know they're all about aesthetics and design <laughs> much like latch and so i don't know i i feel like they move like a perspective company also <laughs> i just haven't started asking all the questions because i had to make sure i got myself in a in a much more like safe and secure position 
because uh, once you start asking questions of people with <laughs> with a lot of power and money, I don't know, they might start pulling the Logan Paul because they are new money out here. And so I started seeing signs of that when uh, when I called out RGA on LinkedIn. I was like, yo, what's going on with LBB online? And why, why are all these posts coming up about you? And do you know what happened? Because because. Yo, working in IT, I'm so glad I have a history of working in IT because it, it taught me how to like troubleshoot and think on the fly and the things to check, you know, <laughs> you know, like what to check on, what to look at. And and I'm all about like, I don't know. And I don't I, I was just on a an, on a frenzy, like looking up things online and I and and uh I don't know what made me go, you know what? Let me just search. Oh, that's what made me go. That's what made me think about it. I was looking at my numbers and my numbers on LinkedIn were looking kind of funny. Like they were they were way lower. My engagement was just getting lower and lower as the days went. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I just had a feeling like, yo, somebody got to LinkedIn. Like, why, why am I getting affected like this? And I called it out a bunch of times. And that just made me go, you know what? Let me start checking other places. And yo, it's it's still like this to this day. My LinkedIn page does no longer appears in Google search results. The exit interview page does, and I suspect eventually that might <laughs> that might also get kind of like quote unquote shadow banned from results. But um, it's just really interesting, and it happened super quickly. So I was like, okay. When I started criticizing Latch, nothing like that ever happened. But as soon as, the, as I started going in the direction of RGA, and not just them, I had other incidents where I went after uh, the uh, New York Department of Worker and Consumer Protection (DCWP) Consumer and Worker Protection, <laughs> sorry, and the Department of Labor. And I also noticed there was some like. Some real suspect behavior going on on my LinkedIn page, you know. Um, <laughs> so, but but I can almost understand. Well, I don't understand that, but I see it happening because it's like, yo, that's a government, <laughs> you know. Like if they want, but when a when when RGA is able to get something to happen super quick, uh, allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, 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 I can only put the pieces together when like something happens directly after I do something. I don't know. I got to start putting the pieces together. And, you know, I thought about this too. You know, if I was to do a little detective work or to do some theorizing, you know, I don't know if anybody ever seen that show Columbo. This is super, super, super old school, but my father is a huge Columbo fan. And, uh, and this dude Columbo <laughs> is just always thinking about shit. And sometimes, you know, so sometimes I feel like John Wick and other days I feel like Columbo <laughs> where I'm like, Hmm, one more thing, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that they definitely um, that they definitely did this, but I just found it really interesting, you know, the sequence of events, especially because I was being so vocal, you know. And then what's really interesting is if you do the same search for RJ on Google News now, nothing appears with LBB online. Little Black Book Online, I believe it is, but whatever. Nothing there anymore. Really interesting. Now, here's the thing, right? 
if I were to think about this situation, Google is criticized all the time. I, you know, Google is Google. Like, they are good. They're, they're going to be fine one way or another because Google is Google. You know, they get criticized all the time. I think they, you know, they kind of are in a position where they have to get criticized, but like they still move how they move and they're pretty much good, you know, unless like somebody's really fucking with them. I think like Google's just like whatever. However, however, my complaint was never necessarily about Google or Google News. It was about RGA and Lil Black. Like what exactly does Lil Black look online doing how are they so good at getting these pieces about rga into google news like who knows you know but i find it really interesting that i am still not appearing in google search results but they have their whole situation all straightened out so they could so they can go back and say ah what what lbb online <laughs> so it's just got me looking at RGA a little funny. I was I wasn't really talking about it too much before. But I don't know. I feel like if they feel so comfortable, much like much like the queen, <laughs> queen Twitter fingers out here feeling super 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 comfortable. Like why is everybody looking so comfortable out here? Is it because I don't have a big machine behind me? Like I get it. <laughs> realistically i would just stop being a nuisance if someone contacted me about my restitution once again i i've been documenting so much and just because i don't talk about it on the podcast doesn't mean i'm not looking at it because <laughs> trust me there's a lot of these people that i could be asking questions about and the longer and longer and longer this goes on i'm gonna have less and less to lose i don't really have much to lose right now I really don't. But at, you can't you can't just keep doing this. So I'm just going to keep asking questions. Like, for example, while I was away on my sabbatical, I thought, hey, maybe someone would see how like I'm moving out here and, and figure like, you know what? It's not so it's not so bad to take a social media break. But Twitter fingers just could not help herself. Now, she wasn't as bad as she could have been. You know, there were more retweets than tweets. But, uh, you know, one of them, you know, originally when I like the first version of this podcast, I was actually going to break down like every single tweet and like I had criticisms and like things for every single one. But then then I was like, this is lame. Nobody wants to hear that. I'm still going <laughs> to. I still might utilize it in some type of way. But one of the tweets that I found really interesting was one by this dude. And I'm not going to say his name, but people will probably put it together and figure out who I'm talking about. Because I already kind of called him out a little bit. Not him specifically. But it's this dude who's, in, who's an investigative journalist. And I noticed in his profile he had something about the technology and social change project. And I found that really interesting because Miss Twitterfingers, Queen Alexandria... She picks and chooses. I see all the time how she picks and chooses the people that she wants to retweet, the people who she she asks. She picks and chooses when she thinks she's good and some, when she wants to deliver a type of message or when she wants to make sure like, yo, you people got my back. Latin, hey, this guy's great for the 
Latin community, <laughs> you know? Hey, guys, we're a team, right? You know? Always, it's always that I, either identity politics or tribalism. It's She can never just stand on her own. She's got to, like, group herself on some shit, you know? Or, like, lump people together in a group as if, like, you know, these, like... Like, what? what is this? This simplistic thinking, like, we're in fucking Captain Planet and shit. Like, everybody's separated by their little... Their, their shades of brownness, <laughs> you know? Such stupid thinking. But she picks and chooses people. Like, for for example, um, I think it's kind of gotten around that, like, there are people who work at places like The Intercept and, uh, and you know, other places that I was really tagging where I've not, like, really, like, gone hard on them because there are people there that I genuinely respect and I respect their work. But I, but I found it fin- funny how like when I went away, all of a sudden retweets from people who happen to work at places where it's like, Oh, did, did, like he's not going to say anything about these people probably because <laughs> I just found it really interesting. So I was like, all right, word. But I found one super interesting because this because the technology and social change project i had never heard of that so i was like all right let me look this up and i found it under um uh harvard kennedy school and they've got a bunch of really really interesting projects and when i was reading about i still got the link here i'm actually about to bring it up so I, so i can see on the top of my head when i was looking at the uh technology and social change project Um, Listen to this description. The Technology and Social Change Project explores media manipulation as a means to control public conversation, derail democracy, and disrupt society. Uh, The TASC conducts research, develops methods, and facilities workshops, uh, and facilitates workshops for journalists, policymakers, technologists, and civil society organizations on how to detect, document, and debunk media manipulation campaigns. Now, here's the thing. What constitutes a media manipulation campaign? Like, maybe it's not a campaign, but there can still be man- media manipulation. And here's where this gets really scary to me, is a person like Queen Twitter fingers, where I have all the reasons and all the documented reasons to question her connections to media. It's real dangerous if she happens to have connections to places like this, because these programs are doing research. And if you can skew, if you can skew that or have them overlook that's like super fucked up and corrupt. Does anybody remember when the sugar industry... was putting out bullshit information was like hey talk about how fat is is worse is worse for you than sugar <laughs> scientists let's let's go with that research and not the real deal like this is super sketchy to me and then so i started looking at um the the technology and social change project a little bit more and um they have two people who are at the lead and they're called principal investigators and the 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 co the co principal investigator, like in their title, they're like the professor of the practice of government and technology, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, I wonder how many of these people like maybe have heard around the block about a guy who's been who's been getting on AOC like a motherfucker right now. 
I really wonder. And I'm like, yo, if you people are in these positions, like how many grants are given out to stuff like this, you know? Because the, the only reason why I ask stuff like this is because nobody's helping me out. <laughs> nobody's looking at me. I would not be asking these questions if someone would just address me. But like now I'm looking at this and I'm like, yo, <laughs> I don't know. There's some other really, really interesting uh, programs here too. Like one of them uh, being the, the misinformation review. Very, 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 very interesting. The tech, um, oh, and this one was really interesting to me. Behavioral Insights Group. That one was really interesting to me too. Um, anyway, <laughs> I was just looking at all of that and I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's really dangerous because if I were to go back to that dude, you know, um, his tweet, his tweet, the thing that's even, she retweeted him responding to a tweet about some dude uh, who was holding the door for for uh, for George Santos, some guy, Vish, Vishbura, I don't know, but he's with the NY Young Republicans Club, and I'm just like, oh my God, like, it's political. <laughs> It's political, like it's so political. Like, and the whole tweet was about how, like, oh, it's reporting on an article, George Santos struggling to answer questions about his character. And I was like, yo, AOC is struggling to answer questions about her character. Does anybody see the craziness of this and that, like the insanity and how like it doesn't make any type of sense? how like she even has the balls to be retweeting this stuff and then it just makes me wonder like yo is this dude cool with being associated with this like what's up what's up you know there are other people and other things where i like started looking at their background and what where they're actually in and it starts like getting real weird especially when it comes to aoc queen twitter fingers it gets real weird. I'm not making any accusations. I'm just asking questions, right? And the reason why I ask these questions is because all these people move the same. All these people move the same. Whether it's a Logan Paul, whether it's an AOC, it's Latch, RGA, they all move the same. They don't address anything. They, they do, it's this passive, aggressive, going, going around things, not being direct, never addressing the actual problem and then when only when you're forced to see that's the thing with logan paul is like if 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 he was in the quote-unquote like there is no okay unless you're certain outlets <laughs> that sam cedar might be a part of um uh there is no like obligation to people like that actually no i'm lying because there are people there are outlets out there where i see how they're super biased but then there are other independent youtubers like i'd say this dude's uh scott schaefer another person that i, wa I watch is uh te temimi <laughs> she's another one i don't think they're like they, they don't have any type of bias toward anyone like that and so you can't they're not in anybody's quote-unquote pockets and so because of that logan paul had to eventually address 
crypto zoo. You know, it's the same thing of why there are a lot of people in MMA media that I respect is because I'm not going to talk about that story because I feel like people have been talking about it to death. But there's a certain story where I feel like the person who was involved in that story would not have addressed it the way he did if there weren't people in media who were actually like bringing it up and, and questioning being like, yo, how is this okay? You know, that's how things happen. That's actual progress. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not like anybody is telling this dude like, yo, crucify this guy. Yo, fuck him. This Well, maybe some people are. Maybe some people are. But for the most part, like at least addressing it, you know, and addressing it straightforward, you know, take, take, you know, quality (laughs) there's quality the quality of it still may not be what you want but like at least there's something but like with AOC I have I don't see her being held accountable for anything like literally anything it feels like she is I don't I don't think she is actually Teflon Don but she's moving like she's Teflon Don like like (laughs) I don't know she's moving like she's Teflon Don out here you know, I just, I, I just wonder once again, you know, and also, you know, me listening to podcasts because, <laughs> because there's one last part to this. I'm so glad I listened to this one or I, I'm so glad I caught it, you know, like day of, I was able to watch it right away because it reminded me of a couple of things of, um, you know, that people often forget what the First Amendment is actually all about. (laughs) And I'm just saying, if anybody fucks with me from here on out in terms of like trying to stop me from saying certain things like this, especially, especially, especially about Queen Twitter fingers, I am certainly going to start exercising that First Amendment right as much as possible. Secondly, Secondly, it made me wonder about Queen Twitter fingers and like how what makes her so different from (laughs) ready for this Andrew Tate. (laughs) And here's the reason why Andrew Tate is a mega, 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 mega perception person. Everything is all perception. It's a whole lot of bullshit underneath. I I have zero idea how people fall for that one so much. (laughs) Like people that I wouldn't even, I would not expect that they would, that they would be riding with that, especially for someone who, (laughs) tell me how you feel about black people, Andrew Tate. How do you, that's the thing, right? Andrew Tate and Queen Twitter fingers, please. Either one of you, I would, I would love to see who answers first. Tell me how you feel about equality. Tell me how you feel about black people. And specifically for Queen Twitter fingers, how do you feel about white people? And how do you feel about men? Actually, for, for well, <laughs> King Tate, you know, we already know his deal with women, you know. But I'm just, the reason why I even compare these two or put them side by side is because Yo, their disciples ride with them despite any new information that comes in. It's really kind of crazy. Like, I and I think like social media has kind of led to a bit of this. This is like this new school thing of like, yo, I love the character so much that I cannot separate, 
You know, like if someone was like gave me right directions a few times, like like I needed help getting somewhere and they gave me if I had like a GPS that gave me right directions a few times, but then like 80 percent of the time it was sending me on some whole other bullshit and I never really knew the 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 ways that it was taking me was actually costing me more gas you know the roads were worse so it's costing me like my car was getting bumpier around around the way but those first few times that GPS got me there quick as fuck you know and and like I like the voice like I like the voice on the GPS or maybe it played a little song every time it was gonna say like turn here you know is so I like I really really like that GPS I'm invested in that GPS but yo that GPS is bullshit you know it's the same thing with these two where it's like this weird like almost like and I think that's why the I and like they play so heavily on this identity stuff too yo you know you know like they're both like way, way, way into their own version of identity politics. One side is a bit more misogynistic. This side is a bit more racist. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but but they're they're the same in that way. And I think like playing on those identity politics really, really heavily and then also weaponizing it where the other side is different the 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 quality conversation is out the window the other side is different white men bad you know women you, you know you don't get it like you'll you're never you're never as strong as men and this that and the other and blah 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 like that type of thing you know the Hatfields versus the McCoys like does anybody even know that whole thing the fight that never ends <laughs> because it's based on nothing um that's what they built their whole thing on like there's there's not a lot of substance behind it and so i just asked the people out there on either side because i know the people who rock with queen twitter fingers hate the people who rock with king tate and vice versa so i'm gonna ask both sides what's up with your people and why are you always looking at the other side what's up with why not question your person why not question your person? Why why is it why is it that it's you cannot question them? Is that dad? Is that mom? <laughs> why is it that they cannot be questioned? It's so crazy to me. I see people getting so heated like they're so pressed about it like how oh, dare like yo I don't even like the fact that you brought something rational to the conversation. <laughs> like it's wild to me, man. It's wild to me. I'm just asking. I'm just asking because I look at stuff like uh, the the what was it? The technology and social change project, and I'm like, yo, stuff like that should be impartial. And I hope that people who who work so closely to things like this and things like uh, journalism in New York, hint hint, nudge nudge, another person who I saw <laughs> was was connected. Uh, like, yo, you can't. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is craziness. I took a course back in the day, the ethics and laws of journalism. And, uh, you know, I did not become a journalist <laughs> by trade, but I learned a lot. And I'm just saying there's a whole lot of funny business going on out here. I'm not trying to question too, too much. I just want my restitution. But every day that goes by, 
where I'm not, I'm not going to just hammer on the same drum every day where it's like, oh, okay, Dre's just like responding to a bunch of tweets again. No, 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 no. I very quickly look at old moves as lame. I don't want to make old lame moves. You know, I got new people to look at because I'm like, why is she so comfortable? Because it's one of those things, right? Like, yo, some people are going to catch stray bullets because somebody out here just just does not want to resolve my issue. So I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, all I want is my issue resolved. <laughs> That's all I want. But in the meantime, uh, King Tate, Queen Twitter fingers, please tell me what you think about equality. And everybody else, check out my song. <laughs> it's on, uh, should be on most streaming platforms. I don't know about Spotify. That one always takes a while. So if if nothing else, that'll be up in a few days. I'll even include a link for anybody who doesn't <laughs> want to give me the pleasure of having like a, a view or a stream or like, I'm even going to include a download because I don't give a shit about things like that. Like I said, I don't care about numbers. I don't even care about <laughs> certain hating ass people out there who who want to give me a thumbs down um but if but whatever the case also check out the music video that i did for this i did this all in a week and for someone who doesn't like i'm not an engineer you can probably tell because my mix is not perfect um but i'm not an engineer and this was the first time i've had to mix like a track that had all the stems you know like usually i'm just working with like an mp3 and my vocals and that's super easy this was a challenge so if nobody else is going to do it, I'm going to pat myself on the back. But I hope I hope there are some people out there who are also talented and who I respect, who hear it, check it out, see the potential <laughs> and are like, yo, this dude might have something. It doesn't have to be you directly, but put me on to someone I'm very easy to work with, despite all this bullshit that's going on. Like, yo. Just don't try to exploit me. <laughs> I'm not that. I don't require a whole lot of money like these other assholes out here. You know, sorry, I don't want to call them assholes, but, you know, um, but work with me, you know, check out my Patreon, <laughs> anything, please. I'm trying to sustain myself. But until then, I'm going to keep working on my art. I'm going to keep hustling, keep moving, keep getting better. The mix on the next track will definitely be better because there are already things that annoy me that I hear in this track. But I hope everybody enjoys it. Check it out. Music video on YouTube or you can download them <laughs> on Dropbox. And uh, I guess, oh, hey, one last thing. I want to give a special shout out to a certain someone who's been hating me from a distance. And, you know, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the day to say this, but Julie, I've known you for so long. I've never had a bad thing to say about you. You know, you've never had a bad thing to say about me to my face. And yet you hate me from, from afar. <laughs> I don't know what, well, I do know the reasons why, but you know, so cheers to you, Julie. Cheers to you. I uh, hope everything you've worked so hard for pays off. And that's all. <laughs> people, people, 
uh, that's it. <laughs> on the, I'll, I'll see you on the next one. I don't know. I don't know a good way to end this podcast other than say, uh, here's here's a little snippet of the song. Peace. some people never knew pain. They know it's so visible. Even on the surface, your visual can't place the source was invisible. So the